Hello, everyone, and welcome to the Treasure Talk podcast. I am your host, Brandon Green, financial educator of Treasure Biblical Financial Workshop, as well as the youth and family minister of the Highland Church of Christ here in Bakersfield, California. I want to thank you for tuning in to our first episode with many more episodes to come here in season one of the Treasure Talk podcast. Thank you again for coming today, being a part of this today. This podcast is all about healthy conversations about the subject of money from the biblical point of view. We will have guest speakers on this show as well who have different skill sets and experiences in helping people see money the way God sees money. We will also have special announcements about upcoming classes and workshops that will be available to you, our listeners, as well as anyone willing and wanting to better their financial education in light of Scripture. So let's get in to our discussion and our question of the day for this first episode. Why talk money in the church? Why should the church talk about money? I remember some courses and discussions with family and church family over money. I remember my parents sitting me down over finances a few times, uh, mainly when I had my first full-time job and when I was about to get married. I remember the church uh, that I attended or grew up in, our minister at the time did a class um, from Dave Ramsey's book, The Money Makeover. Um, and I remember um, sitting in that class, watching the videos, reading the book at least one time. I remember taking a brief tax class in preaching school that only lasted half a day. And all I remember from that class, honestly, is that living in a parsonage or a, a house owned by the church may not be the best decision tax-wise. That's really all I remember from that course. The problem was that none of these brief moments stuck with me because from the time I had my first job till I was 18, or excuse me, from the time that I had my first job at 18 till my first year of marriage, I didn't manage my money well at all. Not only did these brief classes not stick with me, but at the time, a lot of these financial concepts made little to no sense to me, especially taxes and how debt truly works. Uh, it wasn't until uh, my wife started to notice my financial habits, and I started meeting with my financial coaches and educators that my financial habits started to change. Because of these people in my life, though, 
who love and respect God's word, as well as the importance of financial management, I began then the journey of becoming a financial educator myself, using scripture as my anchor for the reason behind my financial decisions. So I believe that there was one thing, well, there were many things that I was failing to learn, but the one thing that I failed early on in learning is that we interact with money every day, which can affect our daily Christian living. You and I interact with money on a daily basis. I mean, we have to use money in order to exchange for other goods. We have, we probably have paychecks every week that we put into the bank or collect cash from. I mean, so we interact with money all the time. And it can affect our daily Christian living. It's unfortunate, though, that I learn more from non-Christians about money management than I have from God's own people who should know how important it is to manage what God has blessed us with. We'll talk about that in a moment, but but here's the thing. It seems like when it comes to the subject of money, and, and there's a lot of other subjects that are very important, that it's interesting that it's avoided or only talked about when it comes to giving every Lord's Day. That's that's usually the conversation when it comes to money. It doesn't usually go beyond that. But how we but how can we avoid a subject in which we interact with on a daily basis? How can we ignore the fact that many people, including the church, struggle with their finances every day? How can we limit our discussion of money when people lose their relationship with God over this? You see, it's an important discussion. And it's interesting to me that the Bible talks about this sub the subject of money both directly and indirectly hundreds of times even our lord and savior used financial parables to teach his people heavenly meanings of to kingdom living he used financial parables which I would imagine that the people during this time that he is speaking to, the audience, these Jews, would have had some type of basic financial management principles that they learn from the time that they can walk. My point is that the Bible talks about it so much, so we must talk about it. It is something that we interact with all the time. It is something that is a part of our daily living. And it can affect our daily Christian living. So we must talk about it. So I've already have given you some reasons to the question, why should the church talk about finances? Excuse me. But here's a few more reasons. We, as the kingdom of God, should talk about the subject of money. 
the first thing that we have to realize is this. When the church refuses to talk about a real-life issue, then we are more likely to learn from the world. So if the church doesn't talk about money management, then most likely we are going to learn financial habits from society. It's in our culture. It's in our music. It's in our movies. It's in our workplaces. It's in our families. An unhealthy relationship when it comes to money that money is everything that money is the american dream and the only way you'll ever be happy in this life is if you have lots of money money solves all your issues money solves all of your problems when the studies show that it doesn't and yet everything about our society is on money and that may be why we don't like to talk about it because we hear it all the time right but the problem then becomes if we don't talk about it as people of god then the reality is we're going to learn it from somewhere so why not learn it from the churches it's the same thing in the subject when it comes to sex sex is everywhere right you can't go down the street without seeing a billboard well at least where i come from las vegas yeah you can't go down the street without seeing some type of sex symbol something that reminds you of the subject our our movies our our music everything is wrapped around this idea our entire society is sexualized so if the church doesn't talk about it appropriately then guess where we're going to learn it from? We're going to learn it from the world. We're going to learn it from society. So it's the same thing with money. If we don't learn as a church what God's expectation of us uh, uh, when it comes to the subject of money, if we don't talk about, uh, ha have a healthy conversation as Christians about the subject of money, about financial management, financial literacy, then guess what? We're going to learn it from the world. We're going to learn it from somewhere. Why not the right place <laughs> with the right meaning to money, with the right attitude towards money? I think sometimes because of uh, 1 Timothy 6, especially 1 Timothy 6 and verse 10, I think sometimes we may act as if money is the root of all evil when the verse clearly says it's the love of money that is the root of all evil and maybe that's the reason why we don't want to talk about it because we think money is evil it's not evil it's what we choose to do with it that becomes that can be evil and so we got to get comfortable with talking about this subject because if we don't then our young people and we, including adults, veterans in the church, we're going to learn it from somewhere. Why not it come from like-minded people who, whose whole living is centered around Jesus? So we got to talk about it. What are some things that we learn if we 
talk about this real life issue when it comes to finances? Well, the one thing that we'll learn from scripture is that God is the giver of all possessions. God is the giver of everything that we have and not us. Deuteronomy 8.18, you shall remember the Lord your God, for it is he who gives you power to get wealth, that he may confirm his covenant that he swore to your fathers as is this day. So what is Moses trying to remind God's people there? He's telling them, don't be like the generation before you. That basically stated that it was us that got us out of slavery. It was us that um, we were able to survive the wilderness years. It was us that have everything that we need. It was us who created this. It was us that brought this to being. And Moses says, no, 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 no. It is God and only God. He is the one that gives you this wealth, these possessions. He is the one that brought you out of Egypt. He is the one that helped you to survive the 40 years. Without him, you are nothing. And sometimes we got to be reminded of that because we live in a culture where we sort of really believe that because of my hard earned work, excuse me, because of my hard work, I earned that. Because of my hard work, I provided these things. When God is the one that gave you the job to begin with, and God is the one that created all, including our possessions. So we have to be reminded, and the Bible does that, reminds us that God is the giver of all possessions, not us. Another thing that we learn from scripture is that if God is the one that is the giver of all things, including wealth, then God has the right to then tell us what the purpose of possessions and wealth is. In Proverbs 3 and verse 9, uh, the Bible says this, honor the Lord with your wealth and with the first fruits of all your a produce. Verse 10, then your barns will be filled with plenty and your vats will be bursting with wine. God created it all. God is the giver of it all. So therefore, he then has the right to declare the purpose of wealth, declare the purpose of money, the purpose of possessions, which is simply to honor the Lord with. Now, what does that look like? right and and this is honestly this is what the treasure finance uh, treasure biblical financial workshop is all about how do we honor god with our possessions how do we honor god with our wealth that's what it's all about that's what this whole podcast is all about how do we do this there's so many directions. There's so many things we can talk about. But unless we start having those kind of conversations, then we're going to be spinning our wheels and wondering, what do we do? And then we'll be tempted more to then look at the world and see what they're doing instead of seeing what has God's people always done with God's wealth. We learn also in the scriptures 
that we are not to love money. 1 Timothy 6.10, I already mentioned the verse, for the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. It is through this craving that some have wandered away from the faith and pierced themselves with many pangs. You know, it's interesting that when people struggle with money, when people um, have bad financial habits or again are are literally impoverished po or struggling with money you know one of the first things um they decide to do oftentimes especially in our country they decide to take on another job maybe two or three and guess what is usually the first thing or activity that they cut is worship it's bible study it's their giving. That's usually some of the first things that go. Church life goes because I got to work all of these jobs. I got to work all of these odd hours. Now, there are some people out there who are truly struggling that are needing the money. And I get that. But then there are some who simply aren't managing their money well. So they have to constantly go after money and there are some whose life goal is to obtain wealth to become wealthy now in all of those cases it is tempting to drop god in the midst of that but that should never be the option god should never take second place to money god should never take second place to anything in our lives so we got to remember uh, this is why we have to teach financial literacy this is why we have to teach financial management because we are bombarded today we are tempted to make money everything in our lives So, we have to start teaching. We have to start talking about this subject because if we don't, if we refuse to, if we avoid it, then we're going to learn it from another source. And usually that source isn't going to teach us the ways of Jesus. They're not going to teach us the ways of God. So, we have to, we have to talk about it as the kingdom. The second thing that I think is a, an important uh, part of this discussion of why we need to talk about it in the church. When the church learns financial management, then we are more likely to prioritize our money to glorify God. I, I kind of already talked about this. A lot of this sort of overlaps, but it needs to be emphasized. A lot of times, again, the reason why people don't give regularly or they're not using their wealth to um, better the kingdom right to better others uh, spiritual life to do the very things that we see about in the church uh, in acts a lot of the reason isn't because they can't afford it 
is because it's poor financial management skills that they are using or, or the lack of skills that they are using. So if we don't learn now as a church and we don't start having those conversations, then if we don't learn to prioritize and to, find, uh, and to manage our money well, then yeah, we're going to give a lot of excuses for why we shouldn't glorify God with our wealth. We're going to give a lot of excuses for why I shouldn't give or why I can't um, give to this work or that activity or why I can't do things in my personal life that give glory to God. We'll make up all sorts of excuses because we aren't managing our wealth in a positive way. So that's another reason why we need to talk about um have a healthy discussion about money in the church. And here's the last reason I want to bring up. And again, this is not an exhausted list, and, and these are not the only things in the discussion, but again, things that I'm thinking about as far as this podcast is concerned. The, the last thing is finances are still one of the top reasons for divorce in America. And the church that resides in America is not immune to this issue. So when we fail to talk about, in the church, to talk about healthy ways to talk about money within our homes, a lot of our homes are going to struggle. We haven't gained the skill set to talk about these things. And it starts with educating our young people now, educating our churches now in ways of doing this. Now, I'm thankful that there are programs out there. There are people out there that are leading the charge to help the, um, the, our families, our churches out in, in having those healthy discussions. But still, there's a huge gap a huge disconnect in the church still and in our home still when it comes to finances because it's still an issue. We're still struggling with this subject. So we got, we got to get comfortable with being uncomfortable and talking about these subjects. We got to start. So financial education, that's what we are all about. That's what we want to bring to you. So continue to watch these podcasts. If you believe that your congregation can use the workshop, please um, call me, email me, and I can give you more information for your congregation. And we can truly help as best as we can start at least giving the foundation for having those healthy discussions in your congregation, in your home because it is so vital that we as a church have those healthy conversations about a subject, again, that we um, are exposed to every single day of our lives. And we want to give honor and glory to God through our finances. Again, thank you so much for being a part of this first podcast, for tuning in to this first episode of in season one why the church needs to talk about the subject of money. Looking forward to our next episode in a few weeks. We 
uh, hope that you've been blessed by this, that you've been encouraged to have these healthy conversations about money. May God bless you, and we will see you next time on our next episode. Take care. Hey, thank you so much for watching our videos and podcasts. If you want more videos and more podcasts, you can like us on Facebook and Instagram and subscribe to us on YouTube. We'll see you next time.